I'm Sam Dingman. And I'm Mac Montandon. And on our new podcast, The Rumor, we're trying to figure out if the Orioles faked a power outage in 1997. The answer involves Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr., Hollywood Hall of Famer Kevin Costner, and a renegade cop who goes by Mad Dog. We're going to try to unravel this mystery before this mystery unravels us. Listen to The Rumor on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by WinBet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk Podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. And I, as always, am your host, John. I'm, I'm happy everybody's here tuned in. Uh, let me talk to my guys. Junior, how you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Excited to get on it again and uh, talk hoops here with you and my boy, Justin. Exactly, man. Yeah, Jenner, go, go go ahead and introduce our friend. This is our friend, Justin, man. This is uh, one of our first collegiate hoopers on the podcast, man. We happy to have you here, <laughs> Justin. We got a baller. Go, hey, go ahead and introduce yeah. yourself for everyone. Yeah, uh, I played, so I'm obviously from the Bay. Um, I'm Canadian as well. I played four years at Nipissing University, and, you know, I'm excited to be on. Um, this is my first time on, but I appreciate you guys having me. Huge fan of the pod. Junior is my boy. Known you guys for a while now. So, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on. Man, hey, Justin, real, real quick. Uh, what's the name yeah. of your team, your uh, college team? What's your what's your mascot name? Uh, <laughs> the Nipissing you- Lakers. The only time ooh, I've been – the only time I've been affiliated with the Lakers, you know. <laughs> It's always dub nation other than that. (laughs) (laughs) My boy played for the Lakers. He didn't play play for the Lakers. Uh, Yeah, that was my my one time as a Laker. But yeah, yeah. Nipissing Lakers, man. Yes, okay, sir. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, Justin, yeah. we're happy to have you on, man. So uh, yeah, today we got a we got a real special episode ahead of us today, guys. We got the top five most improved candidates, man. And this was this list was a little tough to make. It like it, it was yeah, tough to tough. make. And and one thing one thing that I noticed and I wanted to talk to you guys about before, before we even jump into it is like this season with with uh, COVID and a lot of people sitting out this most improved case can really go up and down because you'll see people's numbers is getting padded, padded because players aren't players. Other players aren't really playing. So uh, I, I have some candidates here that I don't think would ever made it any other year besides, besides this year. But, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to get into it, man. Y'all ready to jump into this? Hey, before yes, we start, quick, I, I want to give a quick shout out. I know Justin does too, but I want to give a quick shout out to a player that did not make my list. But uh, immediately when we said we said top five most improved players, I thought of him. Uh, but it's actually Seth Curry. So he's actually been balling. He's been balling. And uh, in, immediately when we thought, you know, most improved player, I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to put him in there. But then when I started looking at all the players, you know, he's only averaging like 0.3 more points a game, 0.7 more assists per game. And, and you know, he's not like 
numbers wise, he's not he doesn't look that much more improved. But I test like man, he's been balling out of his mind this season. Y'all know he's in the 50-50-100 club. Like he's shooting fifty percent nah, from three, except for the few he hasn't missed a single free throw all season. Like that's wild. Uh, but I'm no, I'm excited for this list too, man, because I think that it's gonna be you know we all might have different players. Like for the MVP, we all have the same top five in different order. But we have the same top five here. We might have probably like ten different players between us three. So right, I think I think it'll be dope. But yeah, I'm gonna just but just off the bat though, because I know y'all gonna be like, whoa, you got him in your list, like. Mm-hmm. Most improved player is not the best player. I'm just looking at his biggest jump from last season to this just season. Go ahead and make your case. After right. you say keeping that player, clear. make your case. Yes, sir. Right. Keeping that clear. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, so let's go ahead and get into this, man. I'm, I'm going to kick it off with my number five. And I'm going with somebody who I think you guys aren't going to really have on your list because, you know, I, it took me a while. Like I took this player off, put him back on, took him off. But I'm going with Mikael Bridges, man, from, from the Ooh. Suns. Uh, it, it in the fifth spot, it could have been Colin Sexton, uh, Colin Sexton, it could have been SGA, but I feel like I feel like uh, Makai Bridges is a big reason that the Suns are actually in are actually in fourth place, and he's taking a big role, he's taking a big step this year into a new role. Uh, last year, averaged nine points per game, four rebounds, one assist, 50% from the field, and 36% from three. This year, he upped that to 14 points per game, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, 51% from the field, and 39% from three. And he's top He's top three in, in every single category. He's, he's third on his team in scoring, second in rebounding, second in, in blocks, second in steals, second in field goal percentage, third in three-point percentage. And he's and we've we've known him to be a, a great perimeter defender, but this year he's really stepped up as as that, that three and D guy that he does it, on, does it on both ends. And out of every single player on this list, he averages the least the least amount of turnovers, and especially with this new role where he has the ball a lot more. It's very very impressive to to, to see from him. And Junior, you know you know what I'm gonna say, man. The best type of ability is availability. Exactly, <laughs> man. The the man right. has never missed a game this season. I mean, has not missed a game this season. And unless Basketball Reference is tripping, I don't think he's missed one, a game in his career yet, which is insanely wow. impressive. Wow. Uh, but the, the reason that I, I had to put him in fifth place is because, I mean, other players, you know, they they made bigger leaps. And uh, but I, but I had to include him over SGA and Colin Sexton because he really pr- produces to the to Phoenix Suns being in fourth place. But talk to me. Who you guys got in fifth place? Well, let, let me ask you real quick, though. So you, you think he's the he's the, the re, or he's one of the main reasons they're in fourth place and not like Booker put up 24 points. No, no, he's 13. <laughs> De, de, no, de, uh, de, definitely Aiden and 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 Chris Paul and 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 Booker, but I think that but I think that uh, Macau Bridges really gives him that 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 third perimeter that third perimeter offensive threat. He also he also is a great spot up shooter. Right now he's shooting thirty nine percent from the three, and we know CP three draws defenders in. As soon as he draws defenders in, he has that kick out for him. He also he he also is a, a good. Uh, both both way players a man can play great defense and come down on offense and get it done so i think that that definitely is is a big a big reason as to why they're in fourth place not the only reason but a huge that's fair that's fair so shoot all right well for my fifth place it was it was tough too man i was between a lot of players i was kind of going back and forth but i actually landed with julius randall in the fifth spot i know some people might even had him higher but i had to go with julius randall so uh, two Lakers. You got Justin Hill as a Laker, and <laughs> <laughs> two ex-Lakers. But uh, yeah, so 
Well, honestly, man, you look at the Knicks. I mean, they're exceeding expectations right now, at least my expectations. They're sitting 11 and 15th in the ninth spot. And Reynolds improved a lot. And he's starting, I think he's starting not to be regarded as one of the, you know, better big men in the league. Now, he's not quite a, a premier big just yet, but he's starting to make his case, you know. He's uh, three, three points a game higher than last season, a rebound a game, and three more assists a game, which is respectable, but nothing, you know, groundbreaking. But where he made his big change is he is adapting to, to today's game. So today's game is obviously a shooter's league. And he went from 27.7% from three last season to 382 this season, which is crazy for a big man. Uh, his super his two point percentage went down a little bit from fifty one and a half to forty nine and a half. So because of that, his field goal overall is just, is only up 07 percent. But that three is a huge huge improvement. And you know these overall improvements, the eye test. He's just a much more dominant player this season, and he's been carrying the Knicks. His running mate Mitchell Robinson is averaging eight points and eight rebounds. He's been a complete disappointment. I was expecting a lot more out of Mitchell Robinson. And Randall's at twenty two points, eleven rebounds, and six assists. So, so that's just, those are solid numbers. And he's not just getting it done on the offensive end, on the defensive end, he's getting it done too because the Knicks are actually third in defense. They're only behind the Lakers, which are just, they're a defensive, you know, just a strong defensive squad. And the Cavs, which is just, they have like a five-center rotation. So, you know, besides those two teams, the Knicks are right there. So I had to go with Julius Randle in fifth, but I want to know who you got, Justin. Yeah, Junior, I mean, that was, that's honestly my honorable mention. Uh, Julius Randle's getting it done. You know, he's distributing. He's kind of taking that, honestly, a low-key LeBron kind of role. Obviously not to that caliber, but, you know, a guy who's distributing, getting it done, scoring at a much uh, higher rate. He was more efficient earlier on in the year, but his efficiency's right. dropped off, obviously, just because of usage. But my uh, fifth might be a shocker. Obviously, we could go a, a few ways, like you guys said. I mean with the pick, but this guy's been a butt of many jokes. I know, first of all, when we, when we got him and I say, we, the Warriors, and Ooh, I, my I pick is two, two way wigs, <laughs> the two way man himself, Maple Jordan, Wiggins Island, uh, a huge fan favorite in the Bay. Andrew Wiggins uh, is my fifth guy. And, and for like you guys were talking about it's uh, most improved player you know, it doesn't have to be just sheer numbers. And that's a lot what we see from Wiggins. I mean, he's a guy who's just, I think, the just being in a new system and a new environment, a winning culture with the Warriors has really proved to be a big factor for him and, and has led to his improvement overall as a player. So just a quick statistic for you guys. McCullum, Lillard, Kawhi, KD, Middleton, Giannis, DeRozan, and Donovan Mitchell, all big names, per, right. might be all, if not all, all-stars this year, are 12 for 45 field goal, uh, 26% combined this year. So, I mean, he's, he's really defending it. He's become kind of the prolific uh, two-way kind of guy for the Warriors and a wing stopper, as you guys both know, against LeBron, I mean, you're not going to stop a guy like LeBron, but he is our wing defender. And when a guy like Clay comes back next year, uh, he's going to be crucial for the Warriors and, and their, how far they can go if they try to make another run at the title. Uh, just from statistically, he's averaging 18 points per game, five rebounds and 1.3 blocks. And he is the only, the highest number of blocks for a non-center in the league, which is, which is huge. 
but his That's noticeable it. improvement comes just in efficiency. He's shooting 45% from the field, his highest percentage uh, overall of his career, and 37% uh, from beyond the arc, which are both career highs for him. So it, it, it's just really, for I think just especially for me, this might be just, you know, a five a five pick from a fan perspective, but it's just been really, really nice to see Wiggins grow and improve this year. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's my, that's my fifth pick. No, that's a solid pick. That's a solid pick for sure. I didn't even think yeah. about that, but you, you're reading me those numbers. I'm like, damn, he really has stepped up. And right. even I test, like from what I saw Wiggins last year, man, like he was getting clowned last year. And even mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year, at the beginning of this year, I thought man, Absolutely. he was not fitting well, but like now he's really picked it up. So, that's for right. sure a good shot. I actually thought you were going to say Kelly Oubre because I know you're wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, the efficiency is not there, but he's stepping up as of late. Yeah, but, no, he's been improving. No, he's been improving. Yeah, too. absolutely. That, that Warriors mm-hmm. team overall is just getting more and more cohesion as they go. Right. And, uh, but I'm I, honestly, though, what you said about Clay, I'm interested to see what's going to kind of happen next year with Clay coming back. How are you going to fit? You know, you got Curry, then you're going to have Ubre, and you're going to have Wiggins, and, and, right. and obviously Draymond's still there to coach you know, to coach Wiseman. So, you know, like it's going to be interesting to see how everything kind of comes together for sure. Absolutely. I was, I was excited to see it this year, man. It's too bad that Clay went down. Really? Yeah. I, li- I like right. Clay Thompson a lot, but while, yeah. no, he's... while we're on the topic of the Warriors, Justin, let me ask you a question. So when, when Clay does come back, what, what, what do you think that, that the Warriors should do? Cause I've heard a lot of people say trade Andrew Wiggins I've heard yeah. I've heard him say put put him coming off the bench. I've heard a lot of people mm-hmm. say have Kelly Rube come off the bench. Like just as a, as a Warriors fan yourself, like what do you think the Warriors should do when, as Clay comes back? I think it's going to be interesting to see what they they're going to do with Ubre. I think it's going to be more personally what he wants to do if he wants to accept kind of that six man role. I think you look at a guy like Wiggins and the versatility he adds. He he's a better fit for the Warriors overall, just in my opinion, and what he does on the floor and how he's kind of adapted to the system. But we've seen Oubre kind of come on lately uh, with his big game against Dallas, his, his career high, 40 points against Dallas. And then he backed it up uh, last night, actually had a very efficient 17 and 10 against Orlando. But it's going to be interesting to see. I think, I think they're going to have Wiggins in the starting lineup. I think that would be bode well to take some pressure off Clay because we don't know what he's going to come back. Is he, even if he's, you know, 70, 80%. I don't think he's going to be able to defend, you know, guards, uh, shooting guards and, and point guards at the level he did before. So I think having a guy like Wiggins in the lineup is going to really help him. So he'll be guarding, you know, maybe a small forward in that kind of position. So I think seeing if Ubre chooses to resign, obviously, because he's, he's on the last year of his contract, I think that will he'll be in kind of the six-man role if he accepts that right it's going to be all on him and what he kind of wants to do and if he wants to if he sees the winning culture and he sees he can be a part of that I think what he's starting to see now because he's a guy who's bounced around the league and I think he wants to really find a home in the league but you know he's got starting quality though I wonder if he's almost willing to accept the bench off the role if he'd rather start right on a non-contending team Mm because I see Ubre to me, he, he's a lot like he reminds me of Kyle Kuzma in the sense where he's like Kuzma could be starting on some teams or he could be on the bench, but on a, on a contending team. And I think Ubre is the same thing. You know, he probably wouldn't exactly. start on the Warriors with Clay, but he could probably start on, I don't know, the Magic, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but they're not yeah. contending. So, Man, if, if, they, if John, they keep that lineup. Yeah. Go, go, go ahead, Justin. Oh, yeah. Just to answer your point, but if I had to choose between Wiggins or Ubre today, I would definitely choose Wiggins. 
just in terms of his overall fit. Okay, okay, I like I like that man. If they, if they right. keep that lineup of, of Wiggins and Clay, that's gonna be a defensive minded lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they got Wiseman coming on too. Oof. Hey, right. I've been telling I've been telling you about Wiseman. He's that. He's that. He's for real. He's for real. for real, man. He's, He's legit. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's uh let's move on to number four, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off my number four. I'm going with somebody who I think you guys are gonna be a little shocked that I have a number four. I'm going with Christian Wood, man. And he has he he's made Whoa. a big he's made he's he's made a he's definitely made a Early. big leap, but he's definitely made a big leap. But l- l- let me tell you guys why I have him in fourth place. So uh but but before I get there, let me let me talk about the leap that he's made. Yeah, last year he was averaging 13 points per game, six, six rebounds, uh one assist, 56 percent from the field on seven shots. Remember that that's important, and and 38 percent from from deep. This year, he upped that to 22 points per game, 10 rebounds, two, two, two assists, 1.5 blocks, 56% from the field. But instead of on seven shots, on 17 shots, uh, 42% from, from, from deep on five, on five uh, shots per game. And what I really wanted to highlight was, was that he shot 56% from the field with seven shots last year. And this year, he's shooting the same amount from, from, from the field, but on 17 shots. So he, he took wow. way more shots, almost double the, almost double the shots, kept the, same, kept the same efficiency, upped his three-point efficiency by, by ta- actually taking more threes. He's first in his team for points, first in rebounds, first in blocks, first in f- field goal percentage, second in three-point percentage. And um, uh, Wood is one of five players right now in the league, averaging 20, 10, and 55 55% above from the field. Others are all-stars like Joel Embiid, Jokic, uh, Sabonis, Giannis. So that that that, that shows that Good Wood company. has uh, that's great company and that that, mm-hmm. that shows that Wood has a lot of potential. Uh watching him uh b- before he went down with his uh with his injury, he just looks more comfortable out there, man, like running that r- running that pick and roll, being the lob man. He's he's often orchestrated in, in the offense. Um, but a, a reason that I do have him in, in, in fourth place, and I know you guys are like, whoa, like, that's high for, for, for Christian Wood, is because of every uh, player's number three, two, and one has have missed less games than him or have missed none, no games at all. And, you know, we always talk about this on the podcast, man, the best type of ability is availability, man. And right now he's missed seven games, and that, that, that definitely hurts for his case when, uh, when one through three has missed none or, or less than seven games. But uh, that's why I got Christian Wood at number four, guys. You guys talk to me. How are you guys feeling about number four? Man, that's not that's that's a good pick. I, I would have thought yeah. it would higher to to me. There was right. a, there's a, like like five like that fifth fourth spot. Everyone who missed is all kind of a jumble. But the top three, I think, are a little more a little more separated. And I, I'm gonna, I'm going to talk about Christian Wood later. So spoiler, he's he's in my top three. But <laughs> for my number four, I actually had to go who I had to go with a player that. And significantly improved his numbers. He's not a star, but he significantly improved his numbers, and that's Chris Boucher. He's I got mm. him at number four. Mm. First of all, we got to put some respect on a two-time champ. He's a two-time champion. <laughs> I think he was on the Warriors and was on the Raptors, yeah. right? So he's uh, like Patrick McCall, just just getting championships left and right. But uh, no, but check this out. So last year he was at six point six points a game, four and a half rebounds. 0.4 assists, 0.4 steals, a block, shooting 32.2% for the three and four, uh, sorry, yeah, for the three and then 47.2 from the field, okay? This year, he's at 14 points a game, coming from six, so he's more than double that, seven rebounds, 
He's doubled his assists, so he's at one, which isn't much, but he's a big. He's not expected to be making a lot of passes. Slightly improved assists to 0.5. Doubled his blocks with two blocks a game. He's shooting 44% from the three, but on three, three and a half attempts a game and 53.5% from the field. So it's not just the numbers that he's putting up, but it's the fact that he's also he's earned Nick Nurse's trust because he went from 13 minutes a game to 23 minutes a game. Now, part of that, obviously, is they lost Gasol, they lost Ibaka, so there's just going to be more minutes to go around. But I think that if he didn't have Nick Nurse's trust, he wouldn't be getting, you know, 23 minutes a game, which for a player coming off the bench, you know, that those, those are regular, like, bench contributor minutes. And, you know, maybe he's expected to make the jump because he did win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the G League. But the G League is one thing, and – the league is a whole other thing, and he's making a name for himself in the league. So that's why I got him at four. You know, that was that disclaimer I gave at the bottom. Like, he's not better than Julius Randle, no. But I think he made a bigger jump from last season to this season than Julius So that's why I got him in the fourth spot. But I want to know what you guys think. Yeah, that's a that's a lovely four spot, too. Like you said, the the numbers and the players can really flip flop the both you guys the players you mentioned I have them somewhere in my top five I'm not going to say where obviously in my top three but (laughs) this next who I got for four this next guy uh is a really prolific player on both ends of the floor and obviously like we've been all the theme for tonight has been guys who have not only made the jump from from a statistical standpoint but from the eye test and what they're doing for their their franchise right respectively so this one was tough, but uh, I got to give it to my guy, DeJounte Murray of the Spurs. Oof. This might be a shocker, yeah. But uh, the That's dude a is a triple-double. Yeah, he, he's a triple-double threat on from night to night, and he's playing with a historic franchise like the, like the Spurs and having the respect and earning the trust of a guy like you, you were saying mentioned with Nick Nurse, Boucher, and Nick Nurse, Popovich, like a legendary coach, right? Yeah. So he's averaging – 15 a game, just statistically he's averaging 15 a game this year, up from 10 points last year on 44% field goal, seven, seven boards, five assists, two steals per game. So like I said, he's doing it on both ends of the floor, which you got to love. I mean, yeah. you love his athleticism, his shooting. He can score from the mid-range. He can score from, you know, the two-level score at right now. I think what will make him take that jump is if he improves his uh, three-point percentage. Um, his mid-range game is lethal and unfortunately was a first, first-hand witness of against him uh, against Golden State the other night. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst when you see a player yeah. like, yeah, that's why he's good. He's right, right. <laughs> so this, this, that was, yeah, another kind of a personal pick, but, you know, he, he's really getting it done, uh, taking that jump and playing for, you know, a franchise like the Spurs shows you that improvement and coming off an ACL injury two years ago to where he's at now, he's steadily improved each year. And I think before he got injured, this is, this year is what we're kind of seeing from that glimpse we saw now. And I think in a couple years, we could see him as an all-star or maybe, you know, like a two-time all-star. That's a lot of high praise, but I can see him eventually turning into that if he keeps progressing, you know, at this, at this rate. Definitely. I, that's that's a, that's a good pick for sure. I actually thought when you when you t- started talking about the Spurs, I actually thought you were going to give a shout out to Keldon Johnson because he stepped oh, up too. Keldon Johnson's cold. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the player I almost I, had him. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, he for sure. He barely missed right. mine, but like he's mm-hmm. been solid this season too. Like I mean, right. solid in terms of at least compared to what he was doing last season. 
Mm-hmm. Like, so, so no, but DeJounte Murray is a good pick too. Like they definitely got, they got some sleepers on that Spurs team, honestly. Like you, you, you put that together with pop and then two veteran leadership in DeMar and in LaMarcus, mm-hmm. like they could be making, they could be making Solid. a run. I mean, they barely missed the playoffs last year. So they could be making a run this year. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I, I, yeah. I, I like that. I like that pick Justin. And I, I, I like, <laughs> yeah. I, I like how, how, you know, we're not really agreeing. We all got different, we all got mm-hmm. different players. This, this, this nice. I like this, right. but, uh, mm-hmm. but all right, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Let me go. Let me go to my, to my number three. I'm going with Jeremy Grant, man. Uh, last year average 12 points per game, three rebounds, wow. uh, one assist, wow. 75, 75% from the field, 47% from, uh, I mean, sorry, 75% from the free throw line. 47% from the field, 38% from three. This year, he's averaging a career high, 24 points per game, five five rebounds, three assists, uh, three assists, one block, 87% from the free throw line, and a career high, six free throw attempts per game, 45% from the field, and 39% from three, uh, a career, another career high, six threes per game. And uh, a big reason why I, I, you know, I had to give him a shout out is because he became, he went from a role player to a, the best player on a team and being the best player on a team is totally different because on the nightly basis, you're the one that other teams are game planning against. And, and, and in, instead of, instead of just being a role player, you know, like in, if you're a role player, when a team game plan game plans against your star player, you might, you might get caught in the, you know, the, you might get caught lucky, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's just the defense isn't, isn't focused on you, but the defense is focused on Jeremy Grant now on a nightly basis. And he's putting up numbers like this. And he also is every night actually guarding the other team's best player. Uh, and another thing I wanted to mention, you know, uh, while we're talking, you know, we're talking about most improved is uh, if you watch the Denver Nuggets last year, he really mainly only scored off plays, you know, whether, whether it's a down screen, whether it's, it's, it's a curl action, whether he's a cut man, whatever it is. But this year you watch the Pistons, he can get a bucket from anywhere on the court. You know, like yeah. I, I know that that, that mm-hmm. last game against the Lakers, he was just, give him the ball and he was getting the bucket. So he, he really, you know, improved his, his isolation scoring. And, and you know, th- that's not everything in the NBA, but that definitely means a lot to make you that star player. Is can you just score anywhere on the court? He definitely can do that. And I don't want to sound like a broken track, a uh, track record, man, but Junior, what's the best type of ability? Availability, son. Exactly, <laughs> man. And as, as, <laughs> like I told you, man, Christian Wood, I had to have him in fourth because he missed seven games. Jeremy Grant hasn't missed any games this season yet and being the best player on his team. But uh, again, I got, I got to give a reason as to why he's not in second or first. He's in third place is because to me, he, he play watches too much. You know, you, you watch the Pistons. He's sitting around too much and, and, and watching other players get it done. He definitely, when he, when he gets the ball, takes initiative and scores. But if he doesn't have the ball, He's, you know, upright. He, you know, he's not ready. He's not ready for the ball. And that definitely hurts being the best player. You know, you, you can't be play watching. You got to be always ready to play, whether, involved in a play, whether you're cutting, setting screens, whatever it is. And uh, I feel like that's something that he lacks in. Um, but, yeah, that, 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 that's why I went with Jeremy Grant and, and my number three. Uh, but talk to me. Who you guys got number three, man? Man, I want to know first. At first, when you started giving me your reason as to why Jeremy Grant's not higher than three, I was like, Jordan must have made a comeback or something is happening. Uh, you got Christian Wood and Jeremy Grant out of your top three. Right. You know, even <laughs> my top two are crazy. I did not <laughs> But damn. All right. No, no. I respect it. I respect it. Let me get it to my top three. So I'm going to open up my top three with Christian Wood. And, and what I was saying is there was some separation between fourth and third, right? So I got Boucher in fourth. I got Christian Wood in third. And I think that one's got a, it's got a bit of separation in there. So 
I talked about, you know, when I talked about Julius Randle in fifth place, talking about him becoming a premier big man. Well, Christian Wood is a premier big man already. He significantly improved his output. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to list his stats from last year and the stats from this year side by side. Okay. So points went from 13.1 to 22 rebounds from 6.3 to 10.2 assists from one to 1.3, not a big jump, but again, not a point guard blocks 0.9 to 1.5 steal 0.5 to 0.9 three point percentage. He was 38.3, 38.6 on two, two and a half attempts. Now he's 42.1 on four and a half attempts. All right, so those are huge numbers, and I can say, what is it? What is an elite player? There's only a handful. There's only a handful of teams in the league where he's not a starter, right? Like he can walk into almost any team and be a starter, except for you know maybe a couple of teams. Obviously, not the Sixers, right? Uh, or or the Lakers. Or, the Nuggets. or the, well, I mean, who starts in Marcus All? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if Christian Wood came to the Lakers, I, I'd be starting Marcus. He'd be I'd be starting, starting on Golden State. Uh, he'd be starting. You don't think he would be starting Golden State? No, he would. He would. I, for sure. I think Absolutely. I think he would on any team except yeah. maybe, you know, like I said, the, the Sixers, obviously, because Embiid, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Nuggets, you know, but I'm thinking he's starting on pretty much almost any other team. Like, he's solid like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, John's like, not the Blazers, because they got Ennis Cantor. That's John's guy. Ennis <laughs> <laughs> Cantor is for real. And, I by the, way, by the way, by the way, you saw Ennis Cantor got – Ennis Cantor got um, – who did he get? He got Joel Embiid with a pump fake from, like, hella deep. And I was like, bro, that's your MVP. That can't be your MVP. It can't be my <laughs> for and That's like a Ben Simmons pump fake. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but, but one thing about Christian Wood, actually, that I didn't want to say is I want you guys to keep in mind, this guy is undrafted. He's undrafted. So actually, like career improvement-wise, this is amazing, right? But even if we look just at last season uh, to this one, that's still a very, very nice jump. I mean, you see he's doubled some of those numbers almost. If he's not doubling, he's almost doubling, you know? And with Harden out of Houston and Oladipo not really being the player he used to be in Indiana, you know, he's coming off injuries, not that it's unwarranted, but I think Wood's got a chance to be the face of the franchise in Houston, you know, and they've got experience having a big man with the face of the franchise because that was, you know, what Olajuwon was for all those years. So, you know, he's got a chance to be the face of the franchise over there, and I think that he's making a case for it right now, you know. Slim pickings in Houston, but he's making a case for it. So that's why I got in three. Question. Hold on, Justin. But, but, but before you go, question, Jenner. Uh, yeah. Does does that availability not bother you? Like, because the mm. other players above, like to me, it, it like I, I really wanted to put Christian Wood higher. I really did. But you know, if you're not playing, you you can't be producing. And right now, he has no timeline on on his on his ankle injury. And no timeline. It just if you look it up, it just said he's gonna be he's gonna keep getting weekly re, uh, reevaluated. Right. And, and that does scare me because. Every player above hasn't either hasn't missed a game or he's missed like three right. or less. No, I get it, and that's why, and that's actually why I have him in third, right? Because he's not as available as the other two players I have. But the numbers are so good that they're undeniable. You know, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. So uh, okay. great numbers puts him in third, but the availability drops him to third. So it's just a matter of kind of how you look at it. You know, because I got some other players like my my next two like some dangerous players. So that's why. It'd be tough to put him above him, but I want to. I want to. I want to know who you guys got because I'm think I really want to know who John's top two is because he's already got through a couple. Yeah, he's got some interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got two one, of my what, top. Well, what's your third, Justin? Yeah, my third is is Mr. Efficient, the potential unicorn, as you mentioned, Chris Boucher. I mean, the guy. I, I'm really high on Boucher. He's nice. He, he, ah, 
And it's it really hurts because he was a former warrior. You know, he started his career with the Warriors, and we had to let him go, which is unfortunate. But it's it's nice to see him blossoming his career for the with the Raptors. Uh, so averaging, I think what makes sets him apart is his efficiency. So he's averaging 14 points a game, up from seven last year on 53% field goals, as you alluded to earlier, and then seven rebounds, two blocks. He's getting it done at both sides uh, both sides of the floor. The other night, he had 17 points and 16 rebounds against uh, Washington, two blocks. He's a guy who who's, can hit a three. He can step out. And I think in terms of his development, the next thing he needs to do is to really develop putting it down and making uh, playing off that advantage, you know. Right now, he's a little sus- suspect with handling the ball. But if he can uh, just improve – and improve, keep improving, then that's the evolution of his game, right? But he hit a slump um, two weeks ago. It it was scoring and his efficiency, his minutes went down. He's playing behind Baines right now. But I think if he keeps up this upward trajectory, he possibly has a serious case for six man of the year, which is crazy to say, you know, going from undrafted to where he's at now, not even sticking with the Warriors, which, man, it it hurts, like I said. But... (laughs) But just, but just seeing, but I remember uh, listening to the podcast of you guys were debating, you know, the MVP and John, I think it was John had said, there's no stat for a player changing shots. And that, that really, really, really uh, describes Boucher and what he does defensively for the Raptors. I really think he's a paint protector and with his length and size, I mean, he really makes it tough around players. If he's not blocking the shot, he's really changing the shot. So I think that can be a really a Swiss army knife for the Raptors. Um, but yeah, he, he, Boucher is a guy who I, I debated if he was higher or not, but I think because of his slumpy hit consistency and if he's going to be getting consistent minutes uh, moving forward is going to be what, you know, what affects his case for the, for the MIP, but, but that's Boucher. That's my, that's my third. That's, that's, that's a I like that. Pick. And when you're talking about how it hurts that you, you, he had to leave the Warriors, I felt that too, bro, because I feel that nah. with, with somebody who, who, who left the Lakers, or, you know, it was, uh, it was Thomas Bryan. Like, I actually thought if he didn't get injured this season, bro, like, he probably could have been on Lakers. this list. Right? He, he could have he been on this right. list. Only reason why I didn't put him because he's out oh. for the season. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, tough. Yep. Was, last season, he was already improving a lot. This season, he looked like he was ready for the jump. Like, it's a shame he got hurt because – Right, solid too, and I was I always I keep beating myself. I'm like, man, how did the Lakers just let him walk for nothing? Like, right, tough, but you never know. It's like these gems, right? You never know. End up finding out, like, shoot, it's it's it's, it's tough. But uh, man, I'm excited to hear the top two now. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, guys. So let's so let's move on to the top two, man. I. I I already know you guys are going to be shocked at this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little scared to say this one, but you know what? I know I know what I watch. And this is this is a lot because the man is having a career high year. And at the age that he's having, it's, it's really impressive. And as well, you know, I, I told Junior at the beginning of the season, this one, uh, the Hornets are one of my favorite teams Ooh, to watch, I thought man. you were about to say Taylor Horton Tucker. Oh, no. Really- <laughs> no, the the the, 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 the Hornets are the Hornets are definitely one of my uh one of my favorite teams to watch, man. Like they're the the they're really fun. And uh 
and this is a, a eye test, a big eye test player. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and go with my number two. I'm going with Gordon Hayward, man. As as much as people Ooh. may wow. be shocked, no, let, check this out. Check this out. I'm going with Gordon Hayward. Uh, the the man is a, a 30 year old right now, right? Uh, way older than anybody on this list, having a career high year. So uh, last year he averaged 17 points per game, five uh, five rebounds, five assists, 85% from the free throw uh, free throw line, 50% from the field on 12 shots per game and 38% from, from three on, on four uh, threes per game. This year, he upped that to 22 points per a career high, 22 points per game, a career high, six rebounds, 86% from the free throw line, same, same uh, efficiency, shooting 50% from the field, but on 15 shots per game, uh, uh, up this three point efficiency to 42, 42% on, and on more shots, taking six, six per game. He put his career high 44 points on the Hawks the, the, the other day. And another player who is heavily, heavily involved in the offense. You watch the Hornets offense, it, it, whether, whether he's the, the role man, whether he's a, a cut man setting down screens. Uh, Gordon Hayward is heavily, heavily involved. And he really is the OG of that team. You know, he, he really is. He's really he's, uh, teaching those, those, those youngsters, everyone on that team. Uh, I know I mentioned uh, a couple of podcasts about uh, how, you know, their, their whole team basically is under 25. And uh, him, him being an OG on the team, man, he's, he's really stepped up big and an, a big eye test player. You, you watch the Hornets, there's a lot of times where the Hornets are only scoring because Gordon Hayward is initiating that, that half-court set offense. If they, if they don't get the LaMelo ball uh, full-court full, full pass, you know, they initiate Gordon Hayward's half-court offense. And if, if his play doesn't work out, they kick it out, and and, and so he's de- definitely an eye test player. Like how Justin said, he might might have been a player favorite. You know, what I'm saying might have been because I'm, I'm happy. You know, I, I really am happy to see him doing this because he looks yeah. like a little less athletic version of him in Utah, but way more smarter. His IQ is really there, and his feet work is crazy. So uh, I, I, I had to go with Gordon Hayward, and uh, but I'm not gonna lie, you guys talking about uh, t- talking about Chris Boucher it makes me think like uh, maybe I should have had Hayward a little lower, but <laughs> nah. but. Uh, but but I, def- I, I definitely like Hayward there. But uh, talk to you, talk to me. Who you guys are in a second? Man, that's that's a solid pick. That's a solid pick, honestly. Like, solid I didn't pick. think about him, but well, I, I thought about him, but I thought that he just, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't crack the list. But at first, when I just saw, like, I, I was thinking, I was going through teams, and I was like, Gordon Hayward, eh, maybe, but not really. But actually, when you brought up those points, I'm like, ah, he does actually, you know, does make for a pretty good pick. But um, the player who I got in second, I think is actually going to shock y'all because um, he doesn't have as large a gap this year as the other players do like this year compared to last year, but he still, he still has a large gap. It's just not as large as the other players, but it's impressive because he was already arguably a star last year. This year, he's really making that jump. Like he was a borderline star last season. You already know who it is. I think, I think I know. Go ahead. It's it's Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. He was in my honorable mentions. Yep. Honorable mention. Wait, wait. JB. All right, so you got him first. <laughs> wait, Honorable I, mention. I got, I got, I got Jalen Brown. I got Jalen Brown. It was Brown. a gap. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk to me. So, so I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> right. So, so, so first of all, when he got paid by the Celtics, I thought they had overpaid him at first. I was like, Nah, they overpaid him. He's not that good. I was wrong, man. Like he's been insanely good. He's been real, real solid. And, and he's been so good, actually, that some people, some people are saying, is this Tatum's team or Brown's team? I still think it's Tatum's team. But the argument is to be had now. The conversation is starting. And he's making yeah. that conversation. Look, 
Last year, he went from 20 – he had 20 points a game last season. This season, he's at 27. So, 20 is already hella solid, and now he's at 27, right? His rebounds, even though they dropped from 6.4 last year to 5.4, his assists have gone up from 2.1 to 3.4. And he's not really asked to rebound much. He's asked to be a scorer and a solid defender, and that's what he is. He's improved completely as a shooter going in every single category, right? Even free throws. He went from 72 to 76. But his three-point, 38 to 43, 2.54 to 56. And obviously then his field goal goes up from, 58, from 48 to 52. So, and, and it's impressive because he's been progressing at these aggressive rates over multiple years, right? So he improved the same way he improved from 18-19 to the 19-20 season is what he's doing now. In 18-19, he was at 13 points a game. He added seven points a game to that. He got to 20 points a game in 19-20. And now in 20-21, he's added seven more points. He's at 27 points a game, right? So it's just an upwards trajectory. And, and, and just to entertain that Tatum versus Brown debate, look, Tatum's at 27 points a game, seven rebounds, four assists, and 46% from the field. Brown is also at 27 points a game, six rebounds instead of Tatum's seven, three assists instead of Tatum's four, but he's 52% from the field. So it's like the numbers are right there. The defensive presence is right there. Right. I still think it's Tatum's team, but Brown has given him a run for sure. Like, I think Brown's a solid player. I was wrong on him from the beginning, but he's so solid now. And, and I think that it's impressive because he was already real solid, and now he's even more, right? So it's, it's not easy, but, you know, when you go from, you know, 10 points to 20 points, you doubled your points, but you're averaging 10 points a game. When you're already at 20, you're obviously not going to double out to 40 points a game, right? But he's going from 20 to 27, and he's keep going up. So, you know, he could, like, if he's pushing 30 points a game this season, I wouldn't be so shocked because he's really playing like that. So yeah. that, that, that's who I got in second. But I want to know what you guys think. And, I, and John, real quick, I want to know who you thought I was going to say at first. I, I, I thought, when, first of all, I thought you were going to say SGA, right? Uh, be, because because mm. you said, you, you, you said I know you like SGA a lot, Jenner, and I, yeah. uh, you said his jump wasn't big. And, and that's the first person I thought of because SGA, he's, he's having a cool jump, but not as big as everyone thought. But I am so excited to hear your guys is number two and one because what in the world? Jalen Brown, honorable mention and Jalen Brown, number two. So talk to me, Justin, please. Yeah. So my two, you guys, I, I was surprised you guys had him so early. Uh, this is a man whose ex is definitely in her feelings. The man uh, whose girl ghosted him after he went undrafted in the 2015 <laughs> NBA draft. Giannis called this guy next up. And loved his work ethic. Mr. Christopher Wood okay. is, my, is my number two. And I know you're talking about availability. Is the uh, is you know that that availability talking about availability. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that that jump alone, just from 13 points per game to 22, and his efficiency and coming in, which I think he's one of most the underrated pickup of the free agency this past summer. Uh, just just that Houston could get, like you said, Junior, a potential face of the franchise guy. I think under Steven Silas taking over the team, I think that's a huge, huge pickup for them and a guy who can they can really build around. I really don't know what James was thinking when he left because um, this is a guy who has a, a lot, a lot of potential. I would have loved – I don't know why Harden, you know, didn't what he didn't see in this guy because I think he can really be – you know, that, like you said, that pick and roll kind of guy who is really efficient, can do it on both ends of the floor, lengthy. Obviously, 
the injury is going to hurt his chances at winning this award. And it's really unfortunate to see because he was just getting better and better each year. Uh, or sorry, each game. And 42% from the three-point line. I mean, what, what more can you say from a 6'10 guy who can shoot it like that, can do it on both ends of the floor. Uh, with his quickness and versatility, I really think the sky's the limit for this guy. As cliche as that might seem, I mean, this guy can really do it all. So Christian Wood was my second guy. So, so I, I like I'm really that. excited to see who y'all y'all's first one is. But yeah, he's my second. Uh, yeah, Christian Wood, man. <laughs> I like that. Okay, okay, that's yeah, solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let so Junior, you got anything to say, or you can I go when I go to go to my no, first? I, I want to hear. I want to hear yours. I mean, just to hit all the points. Like, I had him at three, so it was all it was all close too. Right. All right, definitely. All right, so then let me let me just go on and say my my number one, which I mean, yeah. I've I've been I've showed it's pretty clear. I think it's Jalen Brown, y'all. He is the only player on this list who it, who if he gets snubbed as an All Star this year, like I'm I'm calling Adam Silver and I'm talking to him personal line. I'm I'm talking to Adam Silver. I, I got him on speed Adam down because if yeah. he is the only uh, Jeremy Grant, you know, you can make you can make an argument maybe he could be an All Star if he keeps improving. But if Jalen Brown, if he's not an All Star this year, something is wrong, right? And that's the only player on this list that has that's the only player in the NBA that's gone from like all right to give me like a, a def, definite all-star. So like, uh, like how junior mentioned, junior mentioned a lot uh, already earlier, 20 points per game last year, uh, six rebounds, two assists, one steal, 72% from the free throw line. Um, like how junior said, 38% from, from, from three on taking five threes per game and 48% from, from the field taking four, 14 shots per game this year. And like how junior mentioned, that's already great. You know, it's not great, but then that's mediocre. That's definitely solid. a role. A good, yeah, solid that's yeah. that's definitely a role player in numbers. He upped that to a career high twenty six points per game, five rebounds, th- uh, three assists, one steal. Uh, like our junior mentioned, he upped his uh, free throw percentage to seventy six. And what, and like how junior mentioned as well, the the, the three point percentage. You know, he's shooting forty two percent from the three point, taking the same amount of threes uh, as he was last year as five. And what I really just got mind blown by was the fact that he's shooting 52% from the field on 20 shots per game. And it, it just, it, it just goes to show that wherever he wants to get on the court, he's going to get there and there's not much that the defense can do about it. Another crazy stat I want to share with you guys is um, I know last week uh, um, when we talked about the, uh, the top five MVP, you know, if, if nobody, if you guys haven't checked that one out yet, man, go ahead, go check that one out. Uh, that was a great episode that we, that, that, that we did is top five MVP candidates. Uh, I talked about Joel Embiid having a, a percent, uh, 80% of his shots when he gets in the paint, go in. Jalen Brown, 77% of his shots while he's in the paint go in. And we're not talking about a, a 6, 10, 6, 11 monster. No, we're talking about a 6, 6 guard. When he gets in the paint, he finishes 77% of the time. He ranked, he's ranked first right now in uh, NBA, uh, NBA for fast break points. He's shooting way more shots than he was, than he was last year on a better uh, shooting percentage. He's still, we, uh, I know his first couple of years in the league, people kind of just uh, talked about him as a defensive player. Now he's really stepping in. Justin, don't freak out when I say this, but he's really stepping up into that Clay Thompson. Like I could do it both and great on both ends. You know, great Clay, nah, Clay, nah. Clay Thompson on, on both ends definitely can defend and then give you a, like a 50 Absolutely. piece. 
Jalen Brown can do the same thing. And maybe not at the same level yet as Klay Thompson, but he right. definitely, definitely is getting there. Uh, watching the Celtics, he just looks a lot more comfortable, man. Like coming off the yeah. screens, ball handling, he's just kind of doing whatever he wants. And like I mentioned earlier, he can get to wherever he wants on the court. And it's not much a defense is going to be able to do about it. And he stepped right. up, he st- he's really stepped up into the leader role this year. Uh, that, that first game against the 76ers, because they had a back-to-back against Sixers, that Tatum wasn't playing because of COVID. He put 26, 4, and 5. And then the second game that Jason Tatum also wasn't playing, he put 42, 10, 4, uh, one, uh, one, one, uh, one steal, one block, and 8 for 9 on threes, man. So that's just that's mm-hmm. just insanely impressive to me, cool. man. I, I, mm-hmm. I, de- I definitely, like how Junior said, have been, uh, have been rooting for this guy. I've been rooting for this guy for a long, long time, since his Cal days. And um, – Biggest reason I have a number one is because he's the only player on this list who I will say, hands down, will be an all-star this year. And if not, he got mm. snubbed. But talk to me about your guys' number one. I'm real excited. Ooh, yeah, no, those are good points, man. Honestly, it was, tough. it was tough for me to put Jalen Brown in second place. Look, even even like Wood, Brown, and my number one all had great cases. Um, but for my number one, I had to go with Jeremy Grant. I had to go with Jeremy Grant. I'm going to tell you why. I know you had him in like third – but I'm going to tell you why I had to go with Jeremy Grant. Like, the Pistons have been bad, but Grant himself has been has been stellar. So don't let the Pistons record or any of that stuff, like, distract from how good Jeremy Grant's been, all right? So I'm going to compare his numbers side by side like I did with Wood because what he's doing is impressive. He's up in every single major statistical category except for two-point percentage, which in turn makes his field goal percentage lower. But check this out. Points went from 12 to 24.3. That's double. Rebounds, three and a half to five and a half. That's only one and a half rebounds away from doubling. Assists, 1.2 to three. That's more than double, and he's not even a facilitator. Blocks, 0.8 to 1.2. Steals, 0.7 to 0.8. Three-point percentage, uh, 39% on three and a half attempts. Now he's at 39.5%, but on six and a half attempts. So he's taking more attempts and still shooting at the same clip. But honestly, look at this. He was he was taking 8.9 shots a game last year. Now he's up to 17.8. That's double. And he went from 26.6 minutes a game, minutes per game to 36.3 minutes a game. So he's basically playing the whole game. Like you said, John, when you talked about him, he's gone from role player, from bench player, or at least somebody, you know, coming off the bench of just a role player to a starter, to the star of the team. He's the face of the team. For the franchise, and for the first time in his career, he's the face of the franchise. So he's going to get the green light to ball out pretty much. We'll see if he can keep this up. But for somebody who used to average a career points per game in single digits, He's now putting up almost 25 points a game, and that's impressive. Like I said, don't let the Pistons record deter you from how well Grant's been playing this season and how much he's improved, right? Rather, I want you to look that in spite of the Pistons being that bad, he's still getting this done. He's still being able to put up these numbers, right? Like he's doubled or almost doubled all the the, the three main statistical categories, right? Like points, assists, rebounds. He's doubled or almost doubled every single one of those, and he's just raised his level across the board. So it's tough. It's like neck and neck with Jalen Brown for me, but I just had to go with Jeremy Grant because his individual jump is just way too impressive for me. Right. Way too impressive. Okay. That's I like why that. I got it. I like that. I definitely like that. Justin? What about you, Justin? Yeah, John. So with, with Jalen Brown, I mean, the only reason he wasn't on this list for me in the top five was because cause the jump, just the, just, just the jump he made, I always thought he was, you know, all-star potential player but the jump wasn't big enough. And maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was right. Maybe I was wrong for that. But that was the only reason he wasn't in the top five for me. 
but I'm with Junior on this one. I got yes, Jeremy sir. Grant at number one. We kind of had a similar wrist, like a little flip-flop. But yeah, I got Jeremy Grant. I mean, taking that role, you know, just taking kind of in a sense, betting on himself, going to the Pistons for that bigger role, just taking that role on. He got exactly what he wanted. I mean, he's averaging career highs, like you said, Junior, across the board. I mean, and there's no signs of his his uh, his numbers dropping off. He's got a career high in uh, with 17 or 18 shots per contest. I mean, he's just doing it all with, you know, a lot of guys out. Killian Hayes injured and then Derrick Rose being uh, traded. His, his numbers are just going to increase. So 24 points per game, over 10 points, like you said, uh, in his career, 40% from the three, 48% from the floor, 87% uh, from the free throw line. So everything from from those those numbers and just like you said, the eye test. I mean, this this guy. It, it's just like we're seeing a different player almost from Jeremy Grant. It's like who? When I saw him at first, I was like, it's like who is this dude? He got a new role. He signed with the Pistons, and it's like he became a completely different player. I mean, yeah. the dude's bag just got big. It's just like you, he he came like you said. He's just an ISO player. It's like they can go to. To Jeremy Grant, and they can expect him to get a bucket. That's what I, what I think, yeah. you know, from anywhere. And it, it's really scary to see where he goes. And it, it looks like if I'm Detroit, I'm really thinking about building around him. I mean, he's young enough to where you really want to think about that. So, so Jeremy Grant, I'm with you on that, Junior. That, that's my one. Not yeah, I like that. And, and it's that. crazy because he's six eight, right? So he's a, he's a big that can get right. you a bucket, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's and cu- and kind of coming full circle to the beginning of the pod here when we were mm-hmm. talking about is Kelly Uber going to want to you know take a backseat role? Like, I'm not saying Kelly Uber is Jeremy Grant, but what I'm what I'm right. saying is Jeremy Grant last year on the on the on the Nuggets, he was like, yeah, he's a solid role player. He's not Jamal Murray. He's not Nikola Jokic. He's a solid role player that comes off the bench. Right. And now he betted on himself. He went to the Pistons. He's looking like a candidate for most improved player. You know, can we see the same thing from Kelly Oubre if he goes to a team that that he's going to be the face of the franchise? You know what right. I mean? So just kind of coming full circle because we talked about that in the beginning. Yeah, so, right. Definitely. A question for, for both of y'all. Uh, do you think from a standpoint of not to compare the two, but if you're the Nuggets, are you thinking about Jeremy Grant now and you're comparing him to Michael Porter Jr., who – is having a decent year, but now you're looking at it and saying, should I, should we have, have waited for them. Michael Porter Jr., who who is kind of you know what what is he going to make of his career? I know it's early on, but he he's having a shaky year this year. Or gone with Jeremy Grant. I don't know. What do you guys What do you guys think? So ahead, I'm gonna I'm jump on this real quick. Then you can go, John. But one thing that I'm gonna say about this is that it's so like Michael Porter Jr. is like this. Sometimes I feel like the Nuggets are watching. And they're like, man, we should have kept Jeremy Grant. Other times they're like, no, nah, man, this is like the next Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Like sometimes <laughs> he plays so well that you're just like, oh, this is it. No, we, we definitely picked the right yeah. player. But sometimes so it's just that lack of consistency from him. You know what I mean? It's just you, you don't know what you're going to get from Michael Porter Jr. Sometimes. Sometimes like I think there was I think the Nuggets played the Lakers like two or three times a season. And there's a game where like I, you didn't even notice he was on the court. Other games he was like he was the, the Nuggets were in it. You know what I mean? So it's just been, it's just been, uh, it's, it's kind of an inconsistency, but I don't know. Looking at these two players, I'm probably going Jeremy Grant, but, but tell me what you think, John. 
Man, I, I'm not gonna lie. The glass is half full for me. I'm going with Michael Porter Jr. I think he he's, okay. I think he's gonna be the future. Like he, okay. he like the like the way he can shoot it. His his uh, his IQ, his his length, playing next to Jokic. I think that I think that that's gonna help him a lot. Like if he if he ever leaves that team, the the IQ that he can get from Jokic. But I, I'm I'm really really betting on on MPJ. I think he's gonna be like the face maybe of the league in a couple of years. So if you got to choose between Jamal Murray and MPJ, obviously Jamal Murray is better right now, but you got to make that choice. So who are you going with? I'm going with Jamal Murray because Jamal Murray is also young and, and he's yeah. all, already there. Okay. But, but, but you think, if but when Jamal you say Murray was a little face, older. Well, when you say he's going to be like the face or one of the faces, you think he's going to surpass Jamal Murray? Mm-hmm. MPJ? He, he can. He can. It's tough. I got I to wow. see that. Jamal Murray's baller. Like, not bubble Murray. We ain't seen, we ain't seen bubble Murray. That's what we I was ain't seen say. bubble Murray. <laughs> Where's bubble Murray? Yeah, he's still in bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay there. Stay there. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. So, so the, the 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 same way we did like MVP. Then, so could could we come up with one collective list? So let, let, let's come up with one collective list for, for one through five. So number n- number Dude, this five. This is gonna be hard. This is this gonna, gonna be harder. Oh, this is MVP. We all have the same players, just in different orders. Right. But this all is right. gonna be hard. All right, all right. So let's see. My fifth, yeah. I had Randall. I don't think any of y'all had Randall. Uh, I, I had I had my, uh, Makai Bridges. For me though, Randall was an uh, honorable mention for me. Because Wig- Wiggins seven. statistically, Wiggins hadn't taken that gap, and I could see Wiggins. Uh, so I could see Randall. You know, as that fifth guy, if we were, if we were to, I could, I could have him as my fifth. I, 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 I could agree with that too because I have him at right. my number seven. Right. So right. We, we got Randall at, at five. So who, who yeah. you guys want to? Uh-huh. I got Christian Wood at four, but I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the <laughs> we got minority. him a little higher. We got him a little higher because he's, he's three yeah. for me and he's like two for Justin, right? Uh, right. Yeah. I'm in the minority. <laughs> I got, but, I got me straight could... at four. Right, but but if we were to drop someone back, or personally on my list, uh, having Wood back more just because of that injury would make sense. Well, drop him to three. If we, just drop him to three, right. Yeah, because okay. you got him at two, John's got him at four, I got him at mm-hmm. three, I'll be right in the middle. So we're going to put Wood at three, four, I got Boucher. You have Boucher at three, right? I have Boucher at four, but Murray is a wild card. Like my my first two picks at five and four, I'm not going to totally discredit them, but he's a wild card in the sense that the jump isn't really there. The percentages aren't really there. Specifically, it was more of an eye test pick. Like we've been kind of the theme has been today. But but yeah, we can. I can bump Boucher to four. Who okay. do you got at four, John? I I got Christian Wood, but we bumped him to three. All right. So so are we gonna go with Boucher at four? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so we, you didn't even have yeah, Boucher yeah, in your yeah. list though. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, <laughs> like I said in my uh, when I was doing my Gordon Hayward argument, you guys you guys made some good points for Boucher. He definitely is a. He definitely right, so he's, a, he's, earned a spot. he's earned a spot. He definitely okay, earned a spot. He definitely earned a spot. Earned a spot. Okay. I, 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 hold on, let me tell Justin about the story. So one, one time we did the not one time like three, three four episodes ago we did the top twenty five <laughs> under twenty five right, and I'm, okay. I'm I'm making my list right, and I just like. I don't know what happened to my brain. I just totally forgot about Jokic. Like, I just totally forgot that Jokic is <laughs> under 25. So I'm making this list, right? And we, and we going through it. We talk about it. I get to, I get to, and I get to my top, I get to like my top five. They like, what? 
and then they're like, what? And then I get to my top three. They're like, what? And then I get to my top two. And they're like, and then they freak out. They're like, yo, it's not on your list. And then <laughs> but because we were recording, I had a roll with it. So I was like, I was like, hell no, nah, yo, it's not on my list. He got uh, <laughs> exposed by Dwight Howard. But like w- w- when we switched the, the Zooms and I had a pause it, I was like, man, I yeah. forgot about Jokic. Uh, <laughs> so I definitely, no. this, is another, this is another forget. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, yeah. Boucher definitely could have made this list. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, on that podcast was so funny. We're, we're like, we're getting top three. And then we, we, we're we like, oh, you could definitely have Carl Anthony Towns, you got Jokic, and you got Doncic. And he going to say, like, Devin Booker or something. I'm just like, bro, <laughs> what, what are you forgetting about somebody? <laughs> but but uh, all right, so, all right. Uh, so we have Wood at three. All right, so all right, mm-hmm. we got Wood at three. Uh, all right, so, so all right. on my two, I had, uh, I had Gordon Hayward, but that's definitely in the minority. Here, who do you guys got in number two? I had Jalen Brown at two. I have Wood. One's got to be Grant because me, me and Justin agreed on one. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, so no, one's going to have to be Brown. Grant. Two's going to have to be Brown. So, so yeah. So we, we just recited my list then because I have <laughs> five, Boucher at four, Wood at three. Brown, we're we bumping my honorable mention up to two, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we, we can't bump his. <laughs> Oh, wait, because oh, oh but but I, I had I had Brown at one and you, you had, had about one. Two. I had him at two. That's that's like right, okay. right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Works. All right, so all right, so yeah. I'm, I'm the, 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 that's a nice top five list, you know. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Just Junior's list. Junior's <laughs> <laughs> list. Yeah. All right, man. He's but right. uh, did, what's up, Justin? No, no, I'm saying he's the he's the average of us too, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he's the average list. Yeah. All right, yeah. definitely, man. But uh, but that, that's it, everybody. You know, we appreciate everybody coming on, everybody listening, man. Justin, you were a great guest. We really appreciate, appreciate you coming you on, man. On. Yeah, it came with that heat. It, came with the I heat, definitely. It. Had to, had to. It's only right. Definitely, and uh, you you. <laughs> make sure you guys you guys go ahead and follow all, all the instagrams you know I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and put justin's instagram right there right in his little bubble make sure you guys go follow that i'm gonna put jenner's instagram right there in his little bubble make sure you go follow that and i'll put the clutch talk instagram right here as well you know make sure you guys go follow that that's where we drop uh episode updates so we drop daily M- nba uh interactive polls so you know you guys go follow the page man go have some fun and justin you got you got any last words to say for the fans Man, Dub Nation. That's all I gotta uh, say. But no. No, I appreciate y'all having me on. Go follow everything, you know, tune in and and, and you know keep this thing going, though. Definitely, definitely. Junior, you got anything yeah. to say? No, I just appreciate you having me on as always. It was, it was dope having Jay Hill come out here, fellow uh, yeah. Laker, and just <laughs> <laughs> no, no. so I appreciate you guys. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So yeah, as always, y'all, y'all make sure y'all follow everybody's Instagram. Wherever you listen to this podcast, man, make sure you subscribe. But whether it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it's at, man, make sure you subscribe man, and stay tuned for next week, y'all. We got we, we got another top five coming. We, I'm gonna let you guys know which one that which one that is later in the week. But Justin, you were great. That's the, this our top five mo- most improved, man. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. We out here, y'all. Clutch talk right, out. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. (laughs) Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each 
probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.